0: welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. It's been a bit of a sad week really. We've lost three of the greats of photography. They all live to a good age and I suppose in a way we shouldn't be surprised that we lose these, um, these touchstones, these icons, these influences. It just goes to show I suppose the importance of making the most of people when they're with us. Anyway I'm sure you're all aware of the passing of Robert Frank uh, last week, of uh, Peter Lindbergh, and also some of you may, maybe a a name perhaps slightly less known, but in many ways just as important, uh, Fred Herzog. So I thought um, this week we'd include some words uh, from these, um, these great photographers. The eye should learn to listen before it looks. Robert Frank said that. The photographer, even in fashion and portraiture, has to have a standpoint. It's important to know what you stand for, no? Most people just take pictures, but they stand for nothing. They follow trends and they don't know why. Peter Lindbergh said that. Photographic finesse has its place but it can also get in the way. I was trying to show vitality. The pictures are about content and more content. And if there is no content, take no picture. Fred Herzog said that. Three quotes there that um, I kind of sought out because I felt they all had a, a synchronicity and kind of, in many ways, were saying the same thing. And I recognise a lot of what they are saying in the contributions that our photographers make each week when they're talking about their work. As always, if you're not aware of Fred Herzog's colour photography documenting Vancouver, then check out Fred Herzog. Peter Lindbergh, you may just kind of perceive him as being a fashion photographer. He was so much more than that do check out his work if you're not sure about Peter Lindbergh. L-I-N-D-B-E-R-G-H And similarly, uh, Robert Frank was about so much more than the Americans. So ensure that you you know find out about him try and see if you can watch the uh recent documentary film about frank it's um it's really good uh, great music uh, always got to hear dylan and the velvets in there but it's um it really shows uh, and talks about that relationship he had with photography all three of them really did push the envelope anyway moving on to this week's podcast um what i wanted to talk about this week maybe also ties in with those those quotes those comments i've just read um i want to talk about looking at photographs which is something that um i suppose we don't really talk very much about on this podcast we talk a lot about the kind of the context the environment but not that actual physicality of looking at photographs which is, which is of course what we all do and what i really wanted to talk about was kind of flipping that one a little bit so Yeah, we all look at photographs, what about showing photographs? As photographers, we we want people to look at our work. Um, That may be to understand the stories we're trying to tell, to appreciate the hard work that we've put into it, um, or also to be commissioned or to be picked up on a festival or the dreaded competitions or what have you. So we're always showing our work. But what's our expectation of that showing? Are we looking for reassurance? Are we looking for confirmation? Are we looking for approval? And how good are we at accepting the perceived negative response, if that is the response we do receive? Similarly, how good are we at actually noticing the comment which is there to placate, but perhaps not to inform I'm sure many of us have been in situations where we've shown our work to people and got a very kind of, yeah, I really like it, it's really great and I'll give you a call if, um, if we need this kind of work or, or whatever it may be. And we know that nothing will follow on from that. I was talking to uh, an ex-student a few years ago, a student who graduated a few years ago, and he was talking about the need for really tough um, feedback on his work. He was looking for people, not to rip him apart senselessly, to but to give him a very rigorous kind of a going over as to why is he doing that work and so forth. And he had shown his work to somebody who I I know well, um, a, a fashion director, art director, editor, a creative director from for, um, um, for Armani for a while. And he, had received that rigorous kind of going over. And he really appreciated it. And he said, you know, the guy was right. So it takes us back to that idea of expectation. What are we really looking for when we show our work? And maybe we need to make sure that that expectation is realistic, but also that, you know, we're in the right place, mentally, physically, and spiritually to receive whatever comes back at us. Apologies there, I got a bit excited and banged something with my hand, I was gesticulating. But anyway, so, in that idea of showing, you know, a lot of people will be looking for a mentor or somebody else to to look at their work, to kind of soften that blow, kind of tell me everything's okay before I go into that tough meeting. And I saw, again, somebody uh, recently who was looking for a mentor because they were saying, well, you know, my website's in a mess and my portfolio's in a mess and so I'm willing to pay for somebody to look at my work to tell me what I should do. My response was, well, you know, a mentor can uh, can supply support but they can't define the work you're going to show. The, the choice you make of, of what to show is to me as important as the choice you make when you're pressing the shutter or you're editing the frame it's part of that process it's part of who you are and therefore only you know the work that you should show people so if you recognize that your work's in a bit of a mess and, and it's not working out that well Well, then it's up to you to look at that. It's up to you to find the people you want to show that work to. And it's up to you to work out, am I actually creating the work that this person wants to see? We cannot pass on that responsibility. And that kind of takes me back to that that thing I just said there about reassurance, confirmation and approval when showing work. I don't think that Fred Herzog, Lindbergh or Frank ever looked for that. I think they just did their work. I know they just did their work. And they believed in what they were doing to an extent that that belief became a kind of a a proof to them that what they were doing was right for them. All photographers have periods where they're not appreciated as do artists, whatever. It's very rare that a photographer, even a photographer that starts out at the very early days and is a big hit, you know, those times when you're gonna go out of fashion are always going to occur. So there are always gonna be fallow periods. But you have gotta stay true to your belief. You have gotta stay true to your photography. And I think most of all, you can't look on other people to give you that reassurance that you need to show the work. I can always remember looking at work in portfolios and, and sort of questioning somebody. And quite often it would come back, someone would say, yeah, I wasn't really sure about that picture myself. You know, they, they kind of cave in really early. And actually what I wanted was them for them to defend that image. And so I would just say, well, if you don't believe in it, why do you think I'm gonna believe in it? This week, telling us what photography means to him is Paul Weinberg. Paul's a South African born documentary photographer, filmmaker, writer, curator, educationist and archivist. He began his career in the early 1980s working for South African NGOs and photographing current events for news agencies and foreign newspapers. He was a founder member of Afropix and South, the collective photo agencies that gained local and international recognition for their uncompromising role in documenting apartheid in South Africa and the popular resistance to it. From 1990 onwards, he increasingly concentrated on feature, rather than news photography. Since then, Weinberg uh, has built up a large body of work which portrays diverse peoples, cultures and human environments, beyond the headlines. Work that demonstrates a sustained engagement with indigenous people throughout southern Africa, particularly in rural settings. He has also initiated several major photographic projects, most notably then and now. A collection of contrasting images by eight South African photographers taken during and after apartheid, which is travelling the world. In 1993, Weinberg won the Mother Jones International Documentary Award for his portrayal of the fisherfolk of Cozy Bay on South Africa's northern Natal coast. He's currently Senior Curator of Visual Archives at the University of Cape Town and lectures in Documentary Arts at the same university. Weinberg founded, with David Goldblatt, the Ernest Cole Award for Creative Photography in Southern Africa. I think it's time we heard from Paul. What photography means to me is very much
1: about telling stories and personal projects. It's also a way of understanding the world around me and sharing that understanding with the widest, greatest audience. But like everywhere else, and with everything, there's a beginning. And in my case, I was not really primed to become a photographer. I was on course to become a lawyer. And then the events of history and living in South Africa caught up with me. And when I was faced with the very uncomfortable decision and place that I found myself as a conscripted South African young soldier to become part of the apartheid machinery, I traded in and handed in my rifle Uh, I became a conscientious objector, and I took up photography. And photography became a way of, if you like, in that sort of combat parlance of fighting back. And the camera was, for me, a way of showing the other side of society, exposing its atrocities. And we we, we we understood that at the time and we we called ourselves the Taking Sides Generation and we also saw the camera as a kind of weapon and a way of fighting back. And every time we took photographs that showed things or aspects of society that were not revealed or showed or or documented atrocities that were taking place. It were these were little victories in the journey of the struggle against the system called apartheid. But the other part of me was very much about looking at the softer part of life, life beyond the news, life of ordinary people. And I began a project about Africa's first people, the San. At the same time, I was kind of on the front line. And here I was also working against the grain because the representation of the sand was very much as if time stood still and these people were living in some stone age warp and nothing had affected them um, throughout their lives. Nothing could have been further from the truth. They had also been recruited into the South African army. Their lives were turned upside down. And I spent 30 years photographing the life of these people, one-time hunter-gatherers, who were doing everything they could to hang on to their lives and hang on to their culture in very difficult ways. After 1994, I did a project called Moving Spirit, which came at a time when the Truth and Reconciliation Commission was in process, which brought out the hidden atrocities into the open and was a way of trying to heal the country and its people. And in this process, I too, with or without the camera, was part of a country trying to heal And I was on a journey uh, where I joined millions of South Africans on a pilgrimage beyond politics and platitudes in search of the transcendent spirit. On On reflection and finally, what does photography really mean? For me, it's mostly about stories and expanding horizons and sharing journeys. And through stories, we find our common humanity and we found ourselves wherever we are in the world. But for me, not every photographer becomes famous or gets collected or makes it And I'm more and more interested in the archive and about lesser-known photographers and their photography. I'm interested in it because they reflect so much about life, understanding the world, and hidden treasures um, that are not often exposed. So photography, for me, is a kind of excavation process. It's a form of discovery that continues with my camera and the archive. As we search in the past, we
0: mediate the present and navigate the future. Thank you very much, Paul, for your contribution this week. Um, Storytelling again it comes up every week doesn't it so for those of you who perhaps have been slightly um dubious perhaps about photography's role with storytelling every time this comes up maybe it kind of brings some kind of understanding or enlightenment on that and hopefully also explains why um photography is so directly uh, connected with that idea of storytelling I think what's also interesting for me is that, you know, Paul was talking about the past and and that telling of stories. And sadly, I started this week's podcast with um, the passing of three great photographers. Something else passed this week as well. And um, you might think that this is a strange kind of a a thing to connect with that. But Marie Claire magazine in the UK uh, closed or announced its closure uh, this week. That may seem rather strange to you that I'm even bringing that up, but back in the late 80s, um, when I was working on Elle magazine and Marie Claire launched, both of those magazines uh, were not, as they are today perhaps, obsessed with beauty and fashion and so forth. I I don't want to do a disservice to those magazines, but certainly then they were doing hardcore journalism, particularly in Marie Claire. Um, Documentary, photography, telling important stories from a female perspective, but also from a global perspective. The same situation in Elle. I first came across uh, Frida Kahler uh, in Elle magazine, it would have been about 1988, when I was asked to lay out, to design a 20 page article about Frida Kahlo, imagine that 20 pages in L magazine dealing with Frida Kahlo and her revolutionary activities and her art and her painting and so forth that was the rollback then of um, a number of really good female orientated magazines with female audiences which of course were always more varied than just that so sad to see another magazine go also sad to see that um that's another opportunity for people's work to be seen in i don't really want to leave on a downer this week i th- i hope that um paul's contribution uh was positive and i hope my contribution is positive and i think that even those people who's who have passed in the last week their work will continue to be positive contributions to the photographic medium what's really important of course is that we keep talking about that work we keep looking at that work and we keep sharing that work anyway hope you have a good week coming up and don't forget take care